So continuing what we learned in last lesson about what seems to be the eternal life of tzaddikim, the part that now we have to explain more is what does it really mean? Which means, last week we learned how Rav Nachman was talking to Rav Yeshiyahu and he was telling him how tzaddikim remain intact and he was able to have a discussion with him and so on. Now the question is, what is it, what is it to us? So of course last week we learned a lot of other things that are relevant to us. Right? About the whole concept of Tchiyas Amesim, the whole concept of the need to return to dust, how to avoid Chozrim Le'Afron through the Bitul V'Nafshik Afar Le'Koltiye. But that's about us. Now, what do we get from the fact that Ravachai Boreshiyahu was still intact in his body and having a discussion with Rav Nachman? So first let's explain. Does that mean Ravachai was alive? Does that mean that then if he's not alive, what is it that his body is complete and he's having a discussion with Rav Nachman? And whichever way you cut it, how does it affect us? How could we take advantage of such a situation? So here is another um, similar story. And we will go through all the um, explanations. So this one is from Ksuves, Dav Kuf Gimel, Amud Alef. Tanu Rabbanon, Beshas, Ptirasoy, Shel Rebbe. At the moment, Rabbi Danossi passed away. Omar, he said, Levanai, Anitzari, Hanid, my sons. He didn't say, please call my sons. He says, I need my sons. We will come back to this. A little later. When his sons came in to him, Omar Lahem, he told them three things. Number one, be careful to continue to honor your mother after my death. Second request, Candle should be lit at his regular place. The table should be set. My table setting should be there as usual. And my bed should be made at its usual place. Third request. Yosef, Chafni, Shimon, Efrasi. Those two people, Yosef and Shimon. Hem shimshuni bechayoi, vem yishamshuni bemoisi. They have served me while I was alive. They will continue to serve me after my death. Now the Gemara is going to dissect, analyze each one of the three requests. Your mother. Continue to honor your mother. So the Gemara asks, what do you mean? He has to put it as a will, as a tzavo, to his children, honor your mother. Is the oraisa. You're supposed to honor, it says clearly, honor your mother and father, your father and mother. So why does, it need, does he need to then warn his sons, honor your mother? Honoring your mother is the oraisa. Answers the Gemara, Eshes Ab Havai. She wasn't their mother. She was their father's wife, which means she was their stepmother. So the Gemara says, so what? 
Honoring your stepmother is also the Raisa. The Tanya, the Braisa tells us. S, the, the S that precedes Avicha is to include his wife, your stepmother. The S, Imecha, the S that precedes Imecha, Zebal Imecha, is the husband of the mother, which means the stepfather. Vav Yeseira, the additional Vav that's there, is the Rabbi Sachicha Agadoil to also include your older older brother and really Alpidin, your older siblings. Interesting that the S Avicha, the S that is before Avicha is to include what? A stepmother or a stepfather? What did we say? Stepmother. But it's together with Avicha. So if you say that the S is to include, to add something other than your father, would you not say that the S of Avicha is to include a stepfather? Is your father and whatever else sounds like your father a stepfather? S imecha, the S of imecha is the stepmother. The Gemara says no. S of Avicha is your father and his wife. Why? Simply is because the honor of the stepmother is part of the honor of the father. Being that you have to honor the father, you have to honor his wife. Stepmother is the wife. So it's not as part of the kibbut M, she's not your mother. It's part of the kibbut Av. Because if you honor your father, you have to honor his wife. And the same way for the Esimecha, is not a stepmother, it's the stepfather. Because you have to honor your mother, you have to honor her husband as well. So the husband of the mother comes with the, is the S of Imecha, not the S of Avicha. So, so then, Gemara <clears throat> continues, Hanem Bile Mechaim. When do we say that you have the obligation to honor your stepfather, your stepmother? Is as long as the mother or father are alive. Because the whole honor of the stepmother or stepfather is, as I explained before, the honor of the mother, the honor of the father. So if the father is no longer alive, you no longer need to respect his wife. Because his wife is not your mother. That's the halacha. Yes, yes. Because again, the whole idea is, the whole idea is that as a respect of your father, you have to respect his wife. And that is the whole point of why as long as he's alive, you mechuyev. But once the father is no longer alive, there is no obligation to, on, to honor his second wife. Because she's not your mother, and you're not honoring your father anymore in such a way. So that's why Rebbe said, no matter what, even though after my passing you will not be mechuyev to respect my wife, who is your stepmother, nonetheless, you should. That explains why he made it as a will, even though it is clearly written. Why? Because they're not mechuyev at that point.
Then he continues, Excuse me. It's very possible that actually she, she, he was married to her while they were still little children and they, they were considered as a mother. Yeah. Now, the, be- the candle, the table setting, the bed should be prepared in his regular place. My Tamo, what is the reason? If he's no longer alive, why does he need to have his table set and everything else? And Seris, Kolbe Shimshe, every Friday night, he would come to his house. After he passed away, he would come back to his house every Friday night. And actually the marshal brings from Sefer Hasidim that he actually came back to make Kiddush and to be Moitzi's family. Until Haube Shimsha, until that Friday night when the neighbor came and started to call out at the, at the door while Rebbe was making Kiddush. The neighbor came, she was banging on the door. Amro Amasei, his maid servant told the neighbor, Siki, be quiet. The Rabbi Yasif, Rabbi is here. Rabbi is here, you be quiet. Then that means the secret is out. Sivan the Shoma, as soon as he heard that, Shuv Layasa, he didn't come back anymore on Friday night. Why he didn't come back to his house Friday night after the secret was out in the street? In order not to give a bad name to the earlier tzaddikim. In other words, people shouldn't be calibered as a tzaddik based on their ability to come back Friday night after the death. So you're saying, now people are going to say, oh yeah, that one is a tzaddik. Does he come Friday night? If he doesn't come in his house, maybe he's not a tzaddik. So Rebbe says, forget it. This whole thing is not true. I was never there. He didn't say that, but he stopped coming. So if somebody says, oh, Rebbe is here, people will come. I don't see him. Rebbe wanted this to remain actually very discreet. And it doesn't mean that other tzaddikim didn't come to the house on Friday night. It means that other tzaddikim was not known if or that they came to the house on Friday night. But now that we know this about Rebbe, so then people are going to start looking around. Let me just ask you one more question. A question that is brought by the Mefarshim. If he only came on Friday night to his house, why is it that the table setting and the bed and the table and the, and the candle was lit and prepared a whole week? He didn't say, prepare it for me for Shabbos, because that's when I come over. The table, everything was set regularly for the whole week. Get ready for Shabbos already on a Sunday. Everything, everything was ready every day, only if he comes for Shabbos. The Mephoshim answer, what would happen... If his table and his bed and his candle were only prepared on a Friday, it would make it obvious. 
And you see that as soon as it became known, he stopped coming. Which means that he didn't want it to be obvious. He didn't want it to be known. So he figured, have the table, have everything ready the whole week, so it's not going to become so obvious that I come dafke then. No, his table setting, which means that at the, ta- at the place where he sat, there should be a plate and a fork and a knife and a napkin and a, his kiddush and, you know, the whole thing should be ready. As if it, Did they reset it every Shabbos or was it just that Well, they reset the Shabbos stuff every Shabbos, but every day they set, when they set the table, every day they had his table setting. Again? Well, when they cleared up the table from everybody else who ate, they cleared up his plate. And then they prepared it again when they made a meal. So this is an answer that is given by... This is the answer that is given by the Iun Yaakov, who is one of the Pirushimon in Yaakov. The explanation that I will give later on the whole story will answer that question as well. Why is it necessary to prepare it for a whole week if he only came on Friday night? No, I'll get it. I'll explain the bed the, t- the same way that why does he need the table setting if he's not going to eat? Why does he need the bed? Why does he need the candle? Is he going to read? So we're going to explain soon what is the point of the table, the bed, and the candle. Why is it that those are the three things that he asked? <laughs> Um, then the third request very quickly because the second one is the one I want to concentrate on the, second requ- the third request is his two his two um, servants Yosef Chafni Shemon Efrasi Emshim Shum Bechai Emsham Shuni B'Moisi Savru Mine Be'adin Almo Udekamo he thought that they're talking about in this world, that in this world, they took care of him, they took care of him while he was alive, and they will take care of him now, after his death as well. Think. Figure it out. Give on the chazu, the kadim when they saw, when people saw that they actually passed away right before him, then everybody understood that when he said they served me during my lifetime they will serve me in my death he didn't mean after I pass away they are the one who are going to take care of me carry me and, and bury me what he meant to say is that in also in also they will be his servants then why did he have to say that? People shouldn't think that actually those two people, his two servants, were not worthy of living. And the only reason why they were kept alive is the schus of Rabbi Yudah Nasi. Now Rabbi Yudah Nasi passed away, they passed away. So Rabbi Yudah Nasi emphasize that the reason why they are dying before him is because they will continue to serve him in Eilam Ha'emes. Now there is one thing in common between these three requests. 
the three requests have one thing in common. Three of them, he's asking that nothing should change after his death. The behavior should continue as if he's alive. How do you see that in the first request? Honor the wife only applies if he's alive. And he says, yeah, continue honoring as if I'm alive. Table, setting, candle, bed, just like if I'm alive. The two servants will serve me before and after just the same way. So the three requests have one thing in common, which is kind of the eternity of Rabbi Danasi. And now, about that, and what does it mean he came Friday night to, to, to make Kiddush? There's an interesting thing that the marshal brings. He says there is Rabbi Danasi, do you know his other name, how they used to call him? Rabbi, and they used to call him Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu HaKadosh. When did he come back to his house? On Shabbos, which is called Shabbos Kodesh. And why did he do when he came to his house? He made Kiddush. Do you see a thread uh, over here? Right? What is it? Kedusha. Rabbeinu HaKadosh came back on Shabbos Kodesh to make Kiddush. The thing over here that's going through this whole Maise is the inner of Kedusha. What is Kedusha? Kedusha means that it is not just holy. Kedusha equates to eternity. Kedusha and Azazamim Kaima, anything that is holy remains holy forever. Besamikdash has been destroyed and yet the space on which the Besamikdash stood is still considered holy that an unpure, impure person cannot go in there. Anything that has received Kedusha lasts forever. And the Masha explained why. He says because Kedusha is something that is godly. And he brings a Pasuk that actually refers to Tzadikim as Kedushim. That in the same way that Kedush Baruch Hu is called Kadosh, holy, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Hashem is eternal, forever, so is anything that has Kedusha. So to emphasize on this point is Davke on Shabbos Kodesh, Rabbeinu HaKadosh came to make Kiddush. Because Tzadikim, who have Kedusha, have an eternity, and that eternity is because of their Kedusha, and reflects itself in this Indianim that are related to Kedusha, like Kiddush and so on. I'd like you to look now, I'm going to give you a few minutes, I underline Rashi on the right side, the Maharsha on the left side, and in the bottom, the Etz Yosef. And they are giving us, what does it mean? That he came every Friday night. Does that mean he's alive? Does that mean he's not? So, is it a neshama? Is it a goof? What is it? Let's look in Rashi, Marsha, and at Yosef. Please take three minutes to look into it.
So what Rashi tells us? Rashi on the right side. Kmoi Rashi on the right side. Kmoi Bechayev. Kmoi Bechayev. Like when he was alive. According to Rashi, does it imply that he is alive now? No. Let's look in the Marsha. The Marsha begins with the words Keilu hu chai vekayem leoilom. Just like he's alive. So he's not quite alive because he's Keilu, right? But he's a bit more alive than, than Rashi, right? Just like Keilu chai vekayem leoilom. That Yosef is bringing Rashi's word. And after he says Rashi's words, Kmoi Bechayov, he adds one more thing. He says, Nimtza, it comes out. Shadain Bachaim, that he is still alive. The bottom. Yeah. He doesn't actually. It, he says that. The only th- from the words of Rashi Kmoi Bechayov, you cannot imply that he's still alive. Let everything remain as it was when he was alive. However, he continues with the rest of Rashi. Because he came back to his house every Friday. So then Nimtza Shadain Bechayim. If he came back to his house every Friday, it comes out that he's still alive. As a matter of fact, the Rebbe brings from what it says in Sefer Hasidim that, the, remember I, I told you the Marasho, which I also underline, uh, that he came to make Kiddush. So the Rebbe says that it's, it's impossible for him to uh, make Kiddush and be made to his family unless he's in a goof. If you're only saying it's a spirit, it's his neshama, so then he can't make Kiddush to be made to those people because he's not mitzvah. So then <clears throat> we must say that he actually came for in a goof. And that's why the Etz Yosef is adding this over here. After continuing what Rashi says, not just the word Kuboi Bechayov, but the Chol Ereb Mishaniftar. He says Mishaniftar since he passed away. And then the next word, Nimtza Shadayin Bechayin. I know, it sounds strange, because his two opposing things come together. So he explains, how could it be that I just said, Mishen Niftar, Nimtza Shadayin Bechayin, is still alive? So he explains. Rabbeinu HaKadosh is Rabbi Nasi. And about Rabbi Nasi, they say, that is the Neshama of Yaakov Avinu. And he brings in Rashi Tevis over here. Hanasi Nutrikoin Hu Nishmasoi Shel Yaakov Avinu. Rashi Tevis of Hanasi is Hu Nishmasoi Shel Yaakov Avinu. Rebbe brings from different Sfarim in which he says Nitzutsoi Shel Yaakov Avinu. Over here he says, Yaakov Hanasi is the Neshama of Yaakov Avinu. So what? Ugvar Amur Chazal. Chachamim already clearly stated in Masachas Tainis, Yaakov Avinu loimes. Yaakov Avinu did not die. 
So it comes out that because Rabbi Danasi is the Neshama of Yaakov Avinu, and Chazal tells us that Yaakov Avinu loymes, so, Yaakov, so, so, so Rabbi Danasi didn't die and he was able to come to his house and make Kiddush. Still is, is, is the Matzev of Niftar. He's still buried someplace, right? Just like Avacham Yoshiach we learned last week. But that doesn't prevent him from talking and having a whole discussion in Aloche or in uh, different uh, Agadeta and so on. So, let's explain this a little bit. In what dimension do we say, Nimtza Shadayin Bechayin? It comes out that he's still alive. Of course, we could take it simply, could take it for face value, Adayin Bechayin, and many people will be happy to stop right there. But we need to go a little further to say, in, once, in what sense is he alive? And how does it relate to us having Abidah Nasi alive? So we must say that the answer is in this request of his. And that Yosef points out what I mentioned before. You're still have to honor your mother because I'm still alive. And the rest of the stuff as well. But why Dafka, a candle, a table setting, and a bed? Notice that the beginning of his request was, Levanai Anitzarich, I need my sons. Which means that the Nasi is saying he needs to remain in contact with his sons. He needs to let his sons know that he's still around. And they should know that so they could keep the connection with him. What will be that connection? The candle, the table, and the bed. The Ebb explains that there are three things that usually a person asks a Rebbe for a bracha. Normally, the three things that most people begashmias will ask a Rebbe would be children, life, which means health, and mezainem parnasa. That's everything we ask. When you ask nachas from the children, that goes along the line of the children. Children, bnei chayyum zainem. That's everything we ask begashmias from a Rebbe. Beruchnius, what do we ask from a Rebbe? Taira, mitzvahs, and tshuva. Actually, in the, in, in, in the accepted, widespread lotion of the pan that we write, Terev Rosh Hashanah, we actually ask, sorry, b'tshuva, mitzvahs, etc., etc. Taira, mitzvahs, and tshuva. We ask the Rebbe for a bracha, that we should learn Torah with Avoviro, that we should be Mekayim mitzvahs properly. By the way, I've seen many letters, some originals as well, in which the Rebbe says to someone who was then a Bacher, and I'm surprised that being a Bacher in the Yeshiva, you didn't ask for a Bracher for Talmud Torah, having the ability to learn Torah without a 
which means that the Rebbe is expecting it, that we should ask for a bracha, for Torah, for mitzvahs, for tshuva. Those three spiritual requests, Torah, mitzvahs, tshuva, those three material respect, uh, requests, Bnei Chayu, Mezoyne, are all connected to these three things that Rabbi Danasi asked for. Ner Shulchan Mita. We are now going to start with the three Gashmizdike requests that we ask a Rebbe. First one being Ner. The Gashmiyas. Life. Chaye. Life. Health. That's what the candle represents. Shulchan, the table, represents parnasa, mezayne, the food you put on the table. Mita represents the children, as you see that Yaakov Avinu, unlike Avram, unlike Yitzchak, Yaakov Avinu, all of his children were tzaddikim. And what do Chazal call it? Mita soy shleimo. Mita represents the children. Beruchnies, Ner, that's tricky. Ner is mitzvah, as you said, Ner mitzvah. Ner is mitzvah. Shulchan, the table, is Torah. You know that. Tanya tells us, Torah is Mazoin Ruchni, that the Torah is the spiritual. Food, because there is like food, it internalizes and the Torah becomes part of us. Sustains us, yes. And the bed represents tshuva. Why does the bed represent tshuva? Remember at the beginning of the year when we learned about not lying down during Simchas Besasheva. I explained the concept that the difference between a person is standing or sitting, or a person is lying down, the only difference is that actually his seichel is not working. When you're, alive, when you're awake or when you're asleep, all your senses work the same, besides for your intellect. That's also expressed in the fact that when you're lying down, your head is at the same level as the rest of your body, as opposed to when you're sitting up or when you're standing, that your head is above the rest of your body, because as a Jew, there has to be always the mayach shaitalalev, which means that actually the, the intellect, your head, should govern and rule over the rest of your body, over your emotions, but by extension over your actions and anything else that you do. When you are lying down, the bed shows lying down. When you're lying down, your head is at the same level as the rest of your body, which means that you're not using your seichel. What happened when one does not use the seichel. He does an avera. Another reference to the basegani maima you're learning now. Ruach shtus means he wasn't thinking. He wasn't using his head. That's why he did an avera. That's why he need to do tshuva. So therefore, ner shulchan and mita represent those three things that we ask begashmiyas and beruchniyas. That Begashmias. Begashmias, we're talking about 
life, parnasa, and children, and beruchnius, we're talking about mitzvahs, Torah, and tshuva. So what Rabbi Danasi is saying actually is, I need that connection to my children that even after my passing do not think that you cannot come and ask me about Gashmi thing because now I'm going into a, a, a spiritual realm and therefore you could maybe ask me about Gashmi Beruchni things but what Shaykhs do I have with Gashmi is? The answer is I should remain my Ner Shulchan Mitov my candle, my table setting, my bed should be there as when I was alive, which means that there is no difference in your ability to ask me for broches. For all the Bnei Chayim the Gashmi Seke things that usually ask that are symbolized by the Ner, Shulchan, and Mito. And of course, the Ruchni Seke things that you usually ask that are also symbolized by the Ner, Shulchan, and Mito. Now, what he's saying, and as I explained before, this is the request of the Nasim. This is not the children saying, let's keep on putting a table setting so we feel as if he was there. Is the Nasi saying, Is the Nasi who's setting up the rules over here, he's telling us. You should consider as if I am still here. And you should ask me for all the brachas, and I am here to answer you for all the brachas, and give you all the brachas. Still the story tells us that on Shabbos, Rabbi Danasi came on Shabbos. But the table setting and the bed and the candle was there for a whole week. Why? Because that ability to ask was not only on Shabbos, was the whole time. You should know them constantly available. What's the difference on Shabbos? On Shabbos he made himself seen. He came over and he made Kiddush. To explain this Nekuda, the Rebbe told the story. That once there was a chassid who came to the Fidike Rebbe in the Yechidis. And at the end of the Yechidis, the chassid tells the Fidike Rebbe, Rebbe, I want to hear chassidus. The Rebbe told him, chassidus, I only say on Shabbos. And Maimer, Rebbe says on Shabbos, Yom Adepagron, especially Yom Tev. Come to Yechidis, I'm not saying a Maimer. The chassid answers, when I come to the Rebbe, it's for me Shabbos. The Fidike Rebbe became very serious. He took out his gatl, he put it on. He took out his handkerchief from the pocket, wrapped it around his hand, and he started to tell him a mimer. And the Rebbe said, when the chassid makes himself Shabbistic, when the by chassid is Shabbos, for him it's Shabbos, then he is that the Rebbe the Nasi, Rabbi Da Nasi means the Rebbe the Nasi comes to you, makes Kiddush, elevates you with him, says the mimer. What does it mean? What is the Rebbe saying when the Chassid makes himself Shabbistic? By Diris Shabbos? What does it mean? You put on your finest clothing? Is what is the difference between Shabbos and the rest of the week? On Shabbos, we're not allowed to do Melochas. 
We went through this many times. Chassidus says, what do you mean you don't allow to do melachas? You're above melachas. All the melachas of Shabbos are all in reference to our basic human needs of food, clothing, and shelter. Gashmiz needs. Shabbos, we are elevated. We're above Gashmiz Ha'ilam. All the things that usually disturb us, bother us, we don't even think about it on Shabbos. How could you even do a melacha? You're above all of this. In a spiritual level, higher than all of this. So the Rebbe says, when the Chassid makes himself Shabbos dik, meaning that when you feel that darge of Shabbos, when you feel that in Yane Ailam, they don't bother you. You don't even think about it. You immerse into the Ruchnisik part of you. That's what we do on Shabbos. So if you're not limited and you're not slapped down by these Gashmiziki things, these weekly mundane occupations, so then you Shabbos, the Rebbe will say a Maimel. Rabbi Danasi will come make Kiddush. As we explain Kiddush, Kedusha, concept of elevation, eternity, and so on. So it's up to us, really, to feel Shabbos dig so we could see. Rabbi Danasi is coming to make Kiddush. But even when we don't feel Shabbos dig, you still a whole week have to have the table, the candle and the bed, which means that constantly we have to continue to ask the Rebbe for this in Yonim Begashmiz, Beruchniyes. Exactly the same way it was always done. Just to finish with one story, that there was once uh, a chassid by the name of Yechenon Gordon was actually the, the Gaba in 770. And he saw the Rebbe right soon after the Salkus of the Felike Rebbe, around this time of year, a few days after Yuchvat. And the Rebbe asked him, how's your wife doing? And he answered, the doctor said we needed to do a surgery. And since we couldn't ask the Rebbe anymore, so we just went ahead and did the surgery. And now she's recovering. We hope everything's going to be fine. The Rebbe answered him, nevertheless, had you asked the Rebbe, he would have found a way to answer you. That was his answer. What it means is, you have to do your job. Your part is to ask the Rebbe. How is the Rebbe going to answer you? That's his problem. He's going to find a way to answer you. You will ask the Rebbe for whatever it is that you need. The Gashmi is Beruchnius. And the Rebbe will find a way to answer you, meaning that you will find the right answer in any means that it comes. And today, it doesn't... Uh, there is all type of different ways people are getting their answers. This way, that way. Whatever works for you, you ask the Rebbe, the Rebbe will answer you. Oh, let we be Zoyche. We refine ourselves. Let us make ourselves Shabbos dik, so we could be zayche to see, just like the, the we're not we're not uh, any worse than than the maidservant, right? Just like the maidservant was able to see Rabbi Danasi coming here making kiddush, should be zayche to see the Rebbe dole mato in aguf vehu yegalenu.